Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the latest episode of the HR Tech Chat video podcast. And with me today, I have two of the co-founders of the Cloud Connectors, Pierre Rousseau and Jeff Trembley. Welcome to you both. Pleasure Thank being you, here. Pleasure yeah, being absolutely. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about today's conversation. We're, we're uh, going to be talking about integration in the cloud, how it's not like it used to be. Um, and there's a lot to think about. We've all had some conversations offline, the three of us and others on your team have learned a lot about this over the past several months. Uh, we're actually coming out with a research report, uh, not too many weeks and it should be live soon. And, um, uh, but we wanted to just give people an opportunity to sort of see this from your perspective, um. I know we have an iceberg here on the screen, Jeff. I, I can already kind of uh, imagine the metaphor here. I'm thinking of the Titanic and what happened there. Uh, um, what's what's going on here with, with integration today? Uh, yeah, so what we're trying to represent here is the kind of the problem of integration and how, uh, especially in the enterprise world, where even though technically, yes, we can create, you can create integration and yes, you can adapt it for customers. But what happens over time is trying to standardize this if you, with the traditional approach is vendors create this iceberg. If they're trying to customize every customer's, what they end up with is every customer as it's line of coded. As you deploy and multiply customers in the cloud, you end up with this iceberg, which, and the portion that you see is an integration offering in APIs, and it, it looks all nice, but under the hood is as you've deployed and uh, implemented so many of them, you end up with what you don't see, which is, you know, one line of code per customers. And if anything, if you need to move the icebergs, an API change, something happened in, in the in the environment where you, you need to change for everybody, well, you you have to move what's underneath basically. So this is what we're we're trying to represent here. Yeah, that's pretty and you know that that um that iceberg uh, does look pretty nice for an iceberg above the water anyway. Um, yeah, there's, there's, it looks pretty ugly underneath. Um, it can be tough. You, you mentioned sort of the APIs and all of that. I understand that. So just people who are watching, uh, a lot of folks that may have dealt with this in the past and when they're dealing with vendors in the space and uh, having to uh, sort of connect to different systems. Uh, we hear about point-to-point -point API connections, these sorts of things, and sort of, I like to call it a one-and-done uh, approach to integration that happens at the beginning. And and there's there's a lot that can go wrong there. Can, um, can you maybe share with us a little bit of, around that? Yeah, for sure. There's, um, you know, first there's just that there's kind of a myth with integration. It's been a problem for so long, probably for, you know, over 20 years or so, or as, as long as I've been in the industry, at least it was a problem. And it was, the problem definitely evolved uh, from being the pure basic of being able to exchange data, right? If you go back like 20 years ago, before APIs to exchange data, you, you had secure file transfer server and you were doing this from file, but really any integration had to occur in parallel in, in this, parallel world of what the evolution of the stack of the uh, or the product were evolving. So you had, you know, direct SQL injections or you were consuming flat file and inject it in your system and or exporting. So 
for integration, you were using reporting to export basically and then like bulk import and, and before APIs happen. So it was impossible to evolve product with at the same time as integration offering. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was kind of the old way and it, it, it was ugly. And then when API occurred, everybody says, that is it, you know, and there was kind of a lot of publicity to say the integration problem has been solved and we're done with it. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's now, we can exchange data and, and it's done, so it's solved. So people said, finally, let's talk about something else. Reality is even today, it's still the number one problem in the HR tech industry for when you try to build your stack, it's still not solved. So why is it not solved? And it's, we try to, usually I try to explain this through SQL, right? That's the same thing as exchanging database. So you have system, which is have data model and they each have their API offering and, and sometimes just changing one field in the integration. Say, I'd like to, I've customized my application. Here's my user defined field. Just add that to that integration. Mm. That's simple enough, but for that, that might be a different API call, right? So that's mm. problem one. So that's how you end up with this custom code for the, the, the specific customer. Plus the, on top of that, you know, even though it, it can mean one more API, but also is between each of the integration is ETL, right? Extract, transform, and load. Because mm -hmm. there's no language, that simple field that you're trying to change can have an impact on extracting it, a different API call. Now you need to transform it for your destination system. So I need to transform. And there's, even though I'm adding an extra field, I need to add code to transform it. Plus finally, <clears throat> send it to the destination might have an impact. So you have any changes have impacts along the way that can uh, apply and, and create, you know, this, this multiple effect. And then you and that's kind of how you build your iceberg. So I hope that, that was clear, but that's in a nutshell, that's kind of the problem that we're, we're trying to solve and how iceberg keeps getting built. Mm. Just why right now as, as in the enterprise world, as soon as you try to adjust your integration for each customers, sometimes it can have, it, it's just and, long, long impacts. And the iceberg doesn't melt as you add clients. <laughs> it just grows and grows and grows, right? So it's... Uh... <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up here because I was just thinking uh, something like, I, I don't know if uh, you read my mind or I read yours, but wh whichever way it's good because <laughs> I was thinking about, because as you were, as you were talking, Jeff, I was thinking, okay, how, how does a, uh, I'm starting to think about icebergs, like actual icebergs and how they get bigger and bigger. And they, you know, they just keep accumulating, uh, you know, frozen water. The water just keeps freezing underneath until, and that's that every single API connection that an organization takes on is another sort of frozen layer making the iceberg even bigger and um and you know when you're describing sort of the old way of of uh, making a making a connection work right um that, that it, it was almost exhausting to think about right because there's so much that needs to go right there's so much that just has to be you have to babysit uh, along yeah. the way and it can be i imagine it can just be absolutely um uh, in an absolute nightmare for some organizations if they have a particularly busy uh hcm technology stacks now now i know you're both from you both are uh, uh ex taleo um and uh, and i I'd, I'd love to hear the story because i uh, uh, a little birdie told me uh, that that this was kind of like the origins of where, where this is your aha moment um um, where you really thought, okay, yes, this is what needs to get done. 
Yes, definitely. So, uh, first of all, you're you're spot on. Yes, we're from Taleo, and 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 I was from the services side, and Jeff was from product, and we were both working in a great organization that has you know that had hundreds of thousands of customers. The problem being that I felt at that point, I always felt, why are we only caring about our side of the fence, right? We didn't hmm. know what the other softwares were doing, which HRIS and, and so on and so forth. We only cared about what Taleo needed, right? So there was this wall and then we were on this side of the fence and we were just looking at the Taleo integrations and the very few that we ever happened, that ever happened to, we knew what was happening on the other side, it was just like kind of magic, right? So that led to our vision. When we started Cloud Connectors, we said, no, we're not going to be caring about our side of the fence. We're going to be looking at the vast realm of HR, and it's better to see it from end to end. And that was vision since day one. So build a software that's going to be able to address all of these problems and, and, and A to Z, right? And so you have a unified way of looking at, uh, the transactions, uh, and you see it from end to end. So that was a vision since day one, uh, mm -hmm. and that was based on, yes, great Taleo experience, but not optimal, and that's where we came in, and that's where we are today. Yeah, sure. yes. Um, this might be a good segue um, because uh, there's, from what I understand, that was sort of the impetus for this development of a of a of a, um, a easily accessible understandable language for uh, for API integration, cloud data, which you guys have uh, invented. Um, now, there's a really good analogy that you guys do a much better job of uh, describing than I do uh, with with sort of SQL and how SQL was a was a godsend back in the day for spreadsheet uh, integration. Yeah, so the uh, and Pierre described it well, so, I get, you know, definitely back in the day, each vendor, and I, I guess that's still true today. I mean, most vendors try to solve integration by looking at their own little RAM and create offerings based on who. So, and that's that's still what, what's happening today. So you have vendor and you create solution that you try to, to create little bubbles to isolate your problem and say, I'm trying to solve assessments, background check, and here's my offering with some flexibility and all that, which you know, that's a, topic for another time, I guess, or how to solve this, but how we, even at Teleo, we, we definitely lived it where the product evolved by acquisition of Oracle, tried to grow from a one, you know, more recruiting into a fuel talent management space, the product evolved, integration offering had to evolve, and we had to migrate customers from old kind of systems to the other and it was su su such an impact so definitely when we founded the cloud connectors okay we we want to solve the problem from a to z plus mm -hmm. let's try to solve it kind of you know what's missing in integration what 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 is missing to make this a flexible so i don't try to solve it like the industry tries to solve it right now which is okay i'm going to look at one problem and i'm going to solve that problem then then the next problem i'll solve the next problem when it comes we try to say okay can we solve this you know and what was missing what's missing and again i i refer to it previously it's the etl approach to say yeah. hey, and if you think at sql i can write a this the database problem is the same as integration problem or very similar in a familiar way that I'm trying to move data from sources to destination, which is different schema, different structure of data. 
And, but I'm still trying to move data and I can write a statement that says in SQL, which is select from these sources, transform it and move. So that can be written into one, one single statement that in a, and the language is standardized. So basically, whatever is the problem of data, you don't actually try to look at one problem bubble at bubble. Mm. You're just saying, here's I'm expressing a data statement, and then it can be interpreted and generated. So moving data from databases is no longer a problem. That was missing in integration. There's no there's no integration language. So that's kind of the, so you do have API, which are your, your sources similar to databases. In, in a nutshell, it's it's fronting your application, but there's no language to represent. I want to move from these API to this and I want to transform it. So integration is still done in silos. Extraction, transformation, and load is entirely different. So every time you have a new data problem, you have to write code. So that's what we try to solve to say, okay, now first, Let's create a platform and I pass around a language that is solving mm. that so that doesn't matter what data statement or that, what data problem we can add. It's always going to be solved the same way. In a nutshell, that's just what we, we tried to do. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm so glad you brought up IPASS uh, because, because the cloud connectors, TCC for short, uh, the cloud connectors is an iPass, but uh, but but you're different. You're a different kind of iPass, and it is that that cloud data piece of the puzzle that's a big part of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd love to learn a little bit more around um, around uh, integration strategy. We talk about that too, but but I know there's also another slide here that's that's really interesting. I've seen before. So the wall effect. Yeah. Um, I, we've heard it. Uh, I've heard you guys calling it the wall effect. Pierre, what what is the wall effect? So basically, this it you know when you are at you know you're a startup, right? You got and you first start signing customers, and you need to build custom integrations. And you you know of course you can do it, right? You got some very bright minds in your in your shop, and those guys are going to take care of it. So. You're going to have one guy that's going to do it, and then he's going to build a second customer through a another software, and so on and so forth, right? So you've got your your own team, maybe one or two guys that are going to build these integrations to one, two, three, five, twenty customers. But as you grow, you keep replicating the same thing, which is custom code per client. And now your team, well, it's no longer one or two guys. Now we're four or five guys, right? And you keep growing, you keep expanding. And now you're at a point where you got 200 integrations, 300 integrations, and now you're seven guys. And now you've got customers asking you to change code X and Y and Z, and it becomes a lot of work. And now you're at some point, it's going to cost you internal costs is going to be true to roof. But in your own mindset, you're going to say, well, guess what? I have to do it. It's, it's the way to go. Right. But no, it's not the way to go. And we, we, we like to think that your own developers should be working on building your own solution and enhancing it that come up with very cool features, not mm. have five or 10 guys, or maybe more in some cases that are just maintaining line, lines of codes, integrations. Yeah. That's just not, you know, that to us, it doesn't make sense, <laughs> yeah. right? So that's a wall effect. There, there's yeah. many, many, yeah, yeah the vendors, tend to think, and that's what we try to represent, they tend to think that they can solve this and they don't really see the the long-term big picture of where they're going. So 
as piercing, the first instinct is like, oh, there's an API. Yeah, I can build something that works. And then, so the first misconception is they'll think that uh, eventually if they do it, they'll, they'll be able to repeat per vendor or, you know, it'll look the same or adjustments per system that they try to grow. It's going to slightly vary, but they can, you know, simplify quite a bit. And then the second mistake is thinking that even within, once they realize that it doesn't work per vendor or, or much, then they'll think, well, okay, well, at least once I have a vendor, I'll be able to customize or each customer will fit in the same bucket. But unless you, unless you simplify to the exact same requirements per customers, you end up with this and then you'll, You'll yeah. hit your wall at one point where I think Gartner now says that it's 50% of your R&D that will be spent on integration for your own product over time. And it keeps, they, they keep, keep growing, augmenting yeah. that number every, every year, every time they do their new report. Yeah. It's like 50. And I think they're predicting that it will grow beyond 50 in the future because of that problem. Five, zero, five, zero. Yes. Five, wow. zero. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, it's funny. Um, I can imagine a scenario where uh, a vendor, uh, you know, contending with all of these integrations might, it might actually be, uh, it might actually be preferable not to take on new customers at some point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, it's a weird kind of situation to think about, but I, yeah, uh, this, this is so interesting because it's, this is, if you think about it, this is sort of the, the sum total uh, effect, financial uh, labor expenditure effect, um, and innovation of um, uh, innovation uh, impediment for any vendor that's that has that that big iceberg underneath the surface of the integration. That this is this is the this is what happens with it with the um, uh, the integration iceberg. This is what happens exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, they're you, tied. They're directly tied, both of them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, what does what? So, what does an integration strategy look like? I mean, uh, let, let me frame this a little bit from from my perch, from what I understand, and maybe you guys can elaborate. Um, from what I understand, um, again, going back to the APIs and uh, that sort of that point to point API integration approach uh, of the past, which was definitely better than what preceded that, um, but just doesn't, isn't up to snuff for today. Um, when you have enough of those in, in place, it's just, you end up, you're very reactive and you're just, it's kind of like a, trying to plug the holes in a dam, you know, uh, and you only have so many fingers and you're just, you're just working on that. An integration strategy, what is what is an integration strategy like? How does cloud data factor into that? Because obviously, it, obviously it does, but there's more to it than that. What what is an integration strategy? Well, the integration strategy, first of all, is you gotta you gotta it has to be three to five years upfront, right? So, what do you need to put in place right now for everything to scale? once you are five, 10, 20 times bigger, 100 times bigger, right? So that's the first thing you need to think about. Not to look, not, so the strategy should come from you, your organization and not come, and it typically comes from sales, right? Sales are gonna say, hey guys, I'm, I'm about to sign this customer. Can you integrate these guys? And you're gonna say, sure, we'll, we'll make it happen, right? And, and that's not strategy, that's just being reactive. And that's what you know many people do. 
But the strategy is is otherwise. You you first of all need to select the right eye pass, right? That has that has that is going to be able to scale with the number of clients that you add. And and scalability is number one. Uh, afterwards, you've got to be able to mass manage and mass update because your own APIs might vary, might change over the years. Uh, and of course, the different softwares that you're going to be connecting to will evolve as well. So you got to be able to scale, mass manage, and that's what you need to that that's what needs to be part of your strategy. Otherwise, every single client is going to have his own line of code, and you're going to have to redo this over and over again. Yeah, I would say reusability mm -hmm. from it is that you need to reuse your code and be sure that it's piercing mass update. And that's mm -hmm. kind of, for us, like uh, if you think about it, if you, you reduce your integration to data statement, like for us, we could have a vendor changing his API. It could change from XML to JSON if the data model is, is the same or evolves as long as it's the same piece of data we can update a connector and we consume a data statement. It'll just generate the proper web services. So we mm -hmm. update update once and mass update for everybody. That needs to be, and then uh, ultimately think about your long-term maintenance costs. So if you think about integration, think about long-term and maintenance costs. And if your strategy is gonna keep, you know, is gonna bring you to 50 or 60% of your R&D spent on integration, how can you stay competitive and how can customer not have to absorb that cost at, one, at in the long term, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going back to, to what you said, Pierre, um, that what strikes me here is that in any, I would say an integration strategy, first and foremost, is a is a just a wholesale shift in mindset. You know where where you start with a mind, mindset shift. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Where you're 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 realizing from the very it's it's the organizations that are going to get this right are they're going to um, they're going to be working with the cloud connectors, obviously. But beyond that, they're going to be they're going to have that understanding that they're going. They, they're thinking about the future. You said the three to five year minds, uh, mindset where yep. they are acknowledging. It's almost a sort of a talking turkey to themselves. Look, we are going to hit the wall, the integration wall effect. Yep. It is going to affect us. Let's, unless we account for that now and entirely shift our, our approach to integration. One of the things I like to talk about is uh, when thinking about integration, uh, a lot of it coming from from my conversations with you two, is this idea of of Zen. You know, there's, you know, so many things we we think about. Okay, at some point we're going to solve for it, finally, and they'll be perfect, and we can set it and forget it and move on. Uh, there's a book that I that I have. I know I haven't read the whole book, so I got. I don't want to be a poser here. I haven't actually read the book, but it's called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle <laughs> Maintenance. <laughs> and uh, I, I started reading it once, and I got super busy with something, and I put it down, and I never finished it. But, but what I understand is that you have an old motorcycle, right? You're not the the goal is not to get it fixed and get it right, and then you're never going to have to fix it again to enjoy it. The idea is that you need to incorporate fix repairing the motorcycle into your long-term uh, never-ending experience for, for as long as you have the motorcycle. Uh, 
Um, and that's kind of the idea with with uh, with with integration strategy as well. I think you know you're not going in it at into your integration at the beginning and looking to fix it at the uh, at the outset and then expecting it just to work. Um, the idea is to think about a, uh, integration throughout the uh, the lifetime of the existence of the coexistence of those applications. For sure, I love that analogy because uh, I'm I'm a motorcycle enthusiast. Plus, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love ideas. I didn't know, <laughs> but I, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. I, it's spot on because you cannot look at integration as a fix. You'll never. It, it will always change. I mean, we're in the IT world. It right. there's so many, especially in HR. I mean, if you think about it, there's so many new solutions. It, People are being creative and there's always new application, new solution. You want to integrate them into your stack. So it will continuously evolve. And then even the same systems evolve, technology evolves. You APIs change, the system change. So I, I love the analogy. If you can figure out how to maintain it over time and as part of your life cycle, that's it's perfect. That, that's the way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for for being my guests on this episode. Um, I think this is very, very helpful for uh, folks to be learning about in our space. Thank you so much, Bryn. Thanks to you, Bryn.